I cannot think of an NBA event that warrants an emergency episode of Wizards After Dark more than this one. I am Fred Katz. I'm the host of Wizards After Dark. I cover the Wizards for The Athletic, or maybe I should say that I used to cover Wizards games for The Athletic because uh, it is we're recording this real late. We've had a little bit of time to to think it over, uh, but I'm with I'm with Ben Standig, and uh, we're we're recording after the the big news. Ben's on the Skype line. I'm in in the office right now, at home, not in an actual office. Benjamin, how you doing? Um, you know what? I I, I tweeted out earlier that I don't think surreal covers it anymore in terms of how I feel and what I'm thinking. Um, you know, not not to get into politics, but I've been in kind of what the hell mode for a while now. And so everything just seems like you can't believe, you know, you just, it just like, I can't believe this is now happening. And now we have this where, you know, the NBA season has been suspended. And that's like one of like 87 things that happened today. That's just like, what the, Oh my, where's this thing going with the coronavirus? And uh, it is, it is, we are in a new world on all, on all kinds of fronts right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't imagine you listen to a niche Wizards podcast and yet would have no idea that Rudy Gobert has coronavirus and the NBA immediately suspended the season on Wednesday night. But that's what happened. We're recording this. It's it's 1.44 a.m. right now on Thursday morning. We have no outline. We did not have a discussion before to go over what we were going to talk about. We were like, let's just jump in and keep this thing raw. I've just kind of been talking to people. I've been talking to people from around the league all night, and I've been doing it on the phone because that is how reporting is going to be from now on. Uh, And no one knows what the hell is going to happen. That's my takeaway. Nobody knows. I mean, I I spoke to – I was was, – as soon as it happened. I mean, like I was was on the phone with a – I'll say a, a prominent NBA person. And shortly after it happened i called up that person um you know within within the hour or maybe hour and a half called up that person just to get thoughts just be like basically just shoot the shit and be like isn't this crazy and the person was like what the hell is going on i was like what do you mean they were like i just got back from dinner it's i just got back from dinner i left my phone here and I came back and I saw you were calling and I'm looking through my text. And it's just a bunch of texts that say WTF. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like this, this is, it, it is, it is in some ways, I think that really shows like how little people expected this. But to be honest, I'm not that surprised. It's crazy. It's it is well, so just as a, I'm not shocked. We spent the entire podcast last night, me and Mike Vorkanoff, talking about like how the expression if the season ended today was finally an actually relevant thing that we could say. So I can't say I'm that surprised, you know? Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Um just to sort of like show how quickly this thing moved, I don't know if you remember this, but on Friday before the Wizards game uh, you and I were chatting pregame with a member of the organization, just random BS about whatever. 
And I made, I think it was me, I made some comment like, I think we're going to have a, a, at least a game or, or some games this year without fans. And the person with the organization was like, you really think so? Like, the season's almost over. Like, you know, at least in the Wizards sense. I'm like, well, I mean, sure, the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like th- we're, we're going to be headed in that direction. That was Friday. Like, a few hours later, I think, came the first report uh, saying that the NBA has talked to teams about potentially um, being prepared to, you know, to, to, to have games with, all, with sort of a skeleton crew. That was Friday. <laughs> and here we are a few days later, the whole thing, forget games without fans. We didn't even get to that point. It skipped ahead to just n- nobody, uh, no, no games, period. And yeah, to your point, like, I almost can't believe that some people were surprised by this because once one player, one somebody tested positive, what what else were you gonna do? I saw. I think it was you that tweeted this. That the so Gobert obviously plays for Utah. That two other teams used the same charter plane in recent days that the Jazz used. That's not. A, that's on top of all the teams that the that the Jazz played against in recent days or, or, or things like that. So I mean, once any one player got exposed or, you know, was tested positive, I mean, I, how, how could you keep going? And I think that's what's going to happen with the NCAA tournament. At this moment, I think they're still playing it, but no fans. How, how is that going to be possible? So, somebody's going to test positive, and that's going to be that. Yeah. I, and and I'm totally fine with that. I mean. No, I mean, it's clearly, it's not It's not even the right decision to suspend the season. It's, it's, the, only, it's the only decision. Yeah. I mean, how, how could you not? And, and, yeah, I mean, people think, oh, the – who have the Jazz played recently, but it goes beyond that. Because, like, you watch how this, you know, virus has spread in other countries. You look at what happened in Italy, who, and look, I'm I'm not a disease expert, but I've been following this extremely closely. And you look at what the actual experts are saying, the experts on, um, you know, contagious viruses and the public health experts and all that stuff, and... They say the way that we have handled this is most similar as a society is most similar to Italy. Uh, And you look at what's happening in Italy and the way that it's spread in Italy and it spreads exponentially and it spreads incredibly quickly and it's incredibly contagious. And you have to look beyond just who the jazz played because that virus can incubate in your body when you're not, when you're not showing symptoms and you can still be contagious and you have to look at beyond just who the jazz played. Like, yeah, the Wizards played the Jazz 12 days ago. All right, that's that's pretty close. That's enough for me to think. Like, I actually didn't go to that Utah game, but I've been around Wizards for a while now. You know? Like, I, I've, I've been around Troy Brown and Bradley Beal, and, you know, they didn't cut off locker room access that long ago. It was a few days ago, and I still see them in the halls. You know, that's just for press conferences. I'm still, you know touching the same railings that they are in a lot of we go up and down the same stairwells in the same parking lot to come from games you know we're touching the same railings like that's that's a thing that i'm personally thinking about and i'm sure every single person who works in capital one arena has thought about since and you have to think about it beyond just the jazz and who they played because even the case like the jazz played the knicks a few days ago well the knicks just played the wizards the other day so now you think, okay, could a Nick 
have gotten something and a wizard have gotten something. And I don't mean to incite hysteria or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, this is reality right now. And that's why the NBA is saying, like, all right, we got to suspend things because they have to think worst realistic case scenario, or I should say realistic worst case scenario. And that stuff spreading relatively quickly amongst X number of players, anything more than one is a disaster for the league. And uh, they have to cut it off immediately. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was, I was at the game Friday and uh, Friday and Sunday. I also went to the Georgetown game on Saturday. So three, three days in a row of being around, you know, 10, 15,000 people, whatever it is. And, um, you know, you mentioned all the touching all the same rails and sitting in the same seats or, you know, at least in the media room and, um, you know, you're in the locker rooms and things like that. <clears throat> and, uh, you, you know, we have no idea who's got what or who, who's been exposed to what. And that's the thing. And, you know, fr- from the public perspective, like not not to get preachy, but I, I, I encourage everybody and, and also not because he's our boss. I encourage everybody to go read what David Aldridge wrote about this situation. Uh, it's all in the athletic and, and um, I don't know if you just said this or not, but everything on the athletic that's, has, that's related to the coronavirus is open to the public. So if you see something you want to read, uh, you're not a member, which of course go subscribe, but forget that. That's not for today. Go, you can go read that. And the point that David makes is, and it's the one that I, I mention all the time with this country. And again, not to get preachy, but <clears throat> because we all have it very, very good here, generally speaking, like it, it is a classic case of thinking we were, uh, we hit a triple, but we were really born on third base and people are just, you got to wake up to the reality that, um, we have no idea where this thing is going. You're not immune to anything. The, 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 you know, the disease does not recognize, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you're living a great life now or whatever. You could have it even if you don't get symptoms yourself. You could expose it to others who are, um, you know, who, who, who could that it could be pro- people could be problematic for. And uh, you, you got to be cautious. We'll, we'll, we'll get, you know, ultimately we'll, we'll all get through this. But right now, I mean, it's a scary situation there. We don't know what to make of this. We don't know where this is going. Uh, you know, it can get into the idea that we have we simply haven't tested enough people yet to really have a sense of where this is headed. And, and and all that and uh yeah i mean like i said as somebody who has been exposed to three you know three days worth of all those people and and you know comings and goings and you know who knows who does what where when and why um yeah you know yeah it's a little uh it's a little nerving right now to to be honest i'm like you said not trying to raise panic but i am trying to i, w- I would say trying to ra- raise awareness and uh you know be, be you know as always be you know be, be good out there to your fellow person but just you know be cautious and be uh you know, be be respectful of everybody by, you know, not doing anything crazy. Don't just flaunt and uh, just because you don't think you have anything. Don't just uh, run around, you know, exposing others unnecessarily. And uh, we'll hope we'll hope to see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I can't believe we're talking <laughs> a Wizards podcast about all this. But this is where we're at. I mean, like I said, it's surreal doesn't cover it anymore. And who, and, and, and today was insane. And who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? I think every day going forward is going to be a new adventure uh, for all of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I a shout out to Matt Warburton, by the way, who was a producer on the Mindy Project, who who just tweeted and uh, I snickered. Today was like if we didn't start the fire, it was a day. It's a great joke. Yeah, yeah. 
It really does. Yeah, a hundred. Uh, it, it does kind of feel like the day that we'll look back on and be like, wow, that was all the same day. From Tom Hanks, which is just and, like and, unreal. Oh, my God, yeah. To and, – And I think – Sorry, I was going to say, I think for us in particular, I mean, it is a little like I, I think for everybody, it's affecting everybody, no matter what you're kind of doing. But for us in, in particular, because sports has obviously become such a big, you know, such a big component of this canceling these large events. You know, for us, you know, we have this internal slack threads in our office, but for our, we have for our little groups of the Wizards, the Redskins, but also the NBA, college basketball. And that's all anybody is talking about. Every time there's a new cancellation, there's some reaction to it, both in terms of how, how, what do we do from a work perspective, but also just like, wow, it's like, sur- you know, again, I keep going back to surreal just to see, you know, the whatever, whatever it is, the Big East is making a change. The Big Ten, the, the governor of Ohio doesn't want big events in this NCAA tournament. It's going to have some games there and so on and so on. And just one after another after another, um, it really you know hits home for us both professionally, but just like it just feels like we're really staring into it versus like I talk to friends who are not in in sports um, and it's, you know, they still can't believe it's happening. It's a it, it affects all of us. I mean, you know, I have friends who've been told not to go to work and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, for us in particular, it's still, it's such a bizarre thing because, you know, the sp- sports is the, the, you know, it, beyond the disease itself is one of the big, you know, headlines of all this right now, the NBA season suspended. Uh, I mean, by the way, what an insane year for the NBA. Oh my lord! It I is. Know. It is. I can't even. I mean, Adam Silver must be popping Advil or whatever else, like by the dozen. <laughs> like I mean, I mean from you know from China, uh, obviously the you know tragedy with Kobe Bryant. Uh, this, uh, I mean, even just like more tame stuff like Golden State, you know, f- crumbling. Uh, what a, what a bizarre year for the NBA on on so many real big 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 picture levels. I'll tell you what. There are so many other things that go beyond just Rudy Gobert being sick. And look, Rudy Gobert is in his 20s and everything you read about coronavirus, it's like if you're healthy, you're in your 20s, you might be sick. You might be really sick for a couple of weeks and then like you get over it and you're okay. It's when, you know, it affects elderly people a lot more than it affects people in their 20s. What you want is you want to isolate you want to socially distance and that kind of stuff but there there are so many other things beyond just like the virus to this this is going to have such an effect economic effect on the league and and when i say economic effect on the league people are like ah who cares if the billionaires lose some money like you know what i understand that perspective i'm cool with that but but it's going to have an operational effect on the league because this salary cap is a direct effect of the revenue that's coming into the league and we'll see they said suspend i don't know how long it's going to be it is definitely going to be at least two weeks because a lot of teams are going to have to quarantine themselves my informed guess is it's going to be longer than that and there is i don't know what the possibility is of this i don't know if anyone knows what the possibility is of this because i don't think anybody knows what the heck is going to happen because this is so unprecedented but there's a possibility that this season's just over and this ends up like the 1994 MLB season that ended for different reasons, right? That 94 season ended because of a labor strike and they they played like 110, 112 games or whatever it was and that was it. And it just ended and they voted on MVPs and 
Greg Maddox won Cy Young, and Bagwell and Frank Thomas won MVP, and 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 that was it. And there was no World Series, there was no playoffs, it was just over, and they started up again midway through 1995. And there's a chance that that's what happens here. I don't know what the chance is. I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows. It depends on a lot of things that have nothing to do with the NBA. It depends on what happens in this country and in our society over the next however many weeks or months, right? Uh, but they could miss two weeks. They could miss four weeks. They could miss 10 weeks. They could miss the whole season. And if they miss that much time, if they miss a whole season, we're talking about, I don't even know, you're talking about an unbelievable amount of money that's going to shave off the salary cap. I mean, we're talking about like all of a sudden this summer, free agents aren't getting paid and like a huge dip, like something we might we might be we're going to have to talk about like the NBA changing the way that the league potentially operates because so much anticipated money is not actually coming and that's a thing that's a thing that's there too i mean there are things so many potential reactions to this and and call, and just kind of i don't know i don't know it's 159 in the morning did i say that well I forgot a word. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, reactions. It's I not really the proper word. Um, on my, uh, there's so many my, yeah. effects of this in so many different kinds of ways. Yeah, there we go. That's better. On my, on my uh, NFL uh, side, obviously, the, it will. If you, for those who don't pay attention, the, the league is. Uh, the players and the owners are working to ratify a new collective bargaining agreement, and it's up to the players to vote on it, so on and so on. And there's a you know some consternation about what the you know wh- wh- whether it's a good deal or not. I was talking to an agent today, and he was saying to me he thinks it's an okay deal in general, but he thinks the players need to get moving because if they didn't sign this and somehow this thing got kicked down the road and this and coronavirus, you know, right now the NFL is in a you know. Th- the, the impact on that league is different than, than the NBA or whatever because of the fact that, you know, this, this, it's not in its off season. Um, but there's some impact of the draft and some other things. But, you know, who knows where this thing is going? And, you know, if if they don't – if they kick this down the road and somehow the NFL, you know, loses money, uh, you know, as sort of what you're discussing – the, you know, the, 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 the talk is like the players would get like 48% of the revenue. If they wait, the agent was thinking they may not get 48%. They may get a lot less if the, if all of a sudden the ownership, you know, sees losing money for whatever the reason, you know, sponsors are pulling back or who knows what, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, the, the, econ- the economic impact of this thing across society, but particularly for, you know, these sports that we're talking about is going to be, uh, it's going to be significant. Um, and I heard some figure like Golden State obviously probably makes makes more uh, per home game than anybody, even at this bad year. Like they make something like three million, three and a half million a game or something. Yeah, um, that's a lot. And uh, teams make a lot on playoff games. And there are going to be other effects on this too. I mean, it's just it's it's going to be it's it's going to be like you, we don't know how it's going to go. Like I just don't know how it's going to go. Like, honestly, I've just kind of been sitting here. I've had very few intellectual conversations about the NBA with people tonight. Everyone's talking about it, obviously. Uh, But I've had very few intellectual conversations. The conversations are pretty much gone. This is insane. Followed by, isn't this crazy? Followed by, this is insane. And that's essentially the whole conversation on repeat the whole time. And that's it. 
Like it, it, it really is. It's just a crazy, crazy night in the league. I mean, it's an historic night in the league. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, look at least at least you know we can quibble if some action should have been taken earlier, but at least they took it and you know in, in somewhat decisive fashion in the sense that there were games about to happen, and you know once once the Gobert thing came out, they immediately said, okay, um, that's it. But yeah, the, w- there was a point where I was like going, okay, well, like if you know if if, if we're sort of looking at like a fourteen twenty one day window. Then you know, where does that lead the season? Maybe there's like you know eight games left. Does the league just you know play those games out? And what is you know unbalanced schedule for some teams and yada yada yada. And now even just a few hours later, it's like, oh, are you serious? Why? How could you possibly even attempt to guess anything at at, at this point? It is really uh, just you know again, I uh, can't think of a better uh, term than uncharted territory. But I mean, it is it it, it, it we yeah. I mean, we have no idea where this is headed on, on so many levels. And obviously it goes well beyond basketball. And, you know, it starts with how, how do our cities and, and uh, states and all that, and the government handle the, handle the situation and, and it'll, it'll work its way down from there. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. And obviously, you know, I also, you know, you and I are at all these games, particularly, you know, the, the home games at, uh, at the Capital One arena. Wait, Okay, I couldn't think of the name of the building. Um, and you know, you get to know all the you get to know all the you know the people that work in the building. You know, the ushers, and you know, you know, they're always so, you know a lot of them are so friendly, and you know, you know, we they know our names and we know their names and all that. And like you know, obviously, all those people are you know no games. They're not getting any money. I saw Mark Cuban talk today after the Dallas game about he's going to try to figure out what to do to help those people out. All the businesses around the arena obviously greatly affected. So on and so on. So, um, yeah, I mean, the 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 impact on this is 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 crazy. And you know, obviously, the Gobert thing just happened, and we'll see all these you know uh, teams. What it was, it Toronto, a bunch of other teams. They said to tell their told their players to to, to do self quarantine. And um, by the way, NBA players in self quarantine's got to be a you know, if we get past the serious part of this, it's got to be a, a good uh, Netflix show in there somehow. Oh, I, I, uh, I, this is this is how a journalist's brain works because I also thought like, man, that would be like a great story. Just like quarantine yourself with Bradley Beal for two weeks. What I did on my two week, <laughs> what I did on my two week quarantine with Bradley Beal. That'd be great. Yeah. No. That. That 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 would get you from some subscriptions. Just like Brad, um, just like video of Bradley Beal running around Costco trying to get toilet paper. <laughs> Be great. That would get you subs. Yeah, no, that that that, that would do some. Which, uh, which Wizards player you think some is, is the best? Like the best quarantiner. Who do you think? Well, in what respect? Like most responsible or they would have the most fun? Oh, you know what? I love that you made a distinction. Let's go both. Well, most responsible, I'm going to go Jan Mahimi. Oh, you're 100% right. It's totally Jan. Jan is, is, is the most paternal person in that locker room. Yeah, he- He's an adult. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not knocking on the other one. But he's like, I, I, I'm. I don't qual. I don't count myself as an adult most of the time. Uh, but he's a, he's an actual adult. He 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 would have he'd have things in order. 
Um, you know, the, 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 he's probably got a Purell station in his house. You know, he's got it going on. Now, on the other front, oh, boy. Uh, I got to think about this. Uh, I mean, obviously, John Wall is not going to not have a good time. John's got a lot of dogs. He'll hang out with the dogs. Brad's got a lot of dogs. He does. He also has a couple little kids. I don't think that seems like as much fun for two weeks. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, it's fun for them. They love the kids. But if you're, you know, if you're hanging out with somebody, I don't think that's. I think I'm skipping the the, the guy with. Uh, that's a good point. But John, John's got John's got a young baby too. A lot of the wizards. Oh, have, that's a good have, point. Have young babies. So does that make it like Troy Brown since he's. Uh, He's uh, he, he, he's without he, he's young and without. I think the answer is Ish Smith. You just want to see him walk around with a fanny pack on or something. <laughs> Ish Smith does love fanny facts, which is a fun fact. Uh, now, Ish, Ish, I feel like uh, is is such a relentlessly positive person that I feel like you'd be on like day nine and you'd just be stir crazy and Ish would just be. Still be bubbly, lifting you up, and I feel like yeah, I think all right, I think th- I feel like Ish is the guy. I feel like Ish has has a lot of long term. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of long term value in the Ish Smith pick. No, I, I think I think you make a very a proper point because I'm viewing it from the silly factor. But yes, at some point, all you will have played. You know, Madden 50 times, you'll have watched, you'll binge watched, uh, you know, something you've never watched and you'll binge watch, you know, The Sopranos again, or you, you've done all the things. And then you're like, oh, my Lord, there's still six days to go. <laughs> what am I doing here? And you, that's when you need somebody with a positive attitude to be like, you know, dude, it's all good. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Because, I, yeah, left to my own, I, I would uh, uh, that that would not be good. Sleeper pick, sleeper pick. Passageniks, that's my sleeper pick. Pretty, Ooh. pretty funny. Pretty funny dude. Good sense of humor. Pretty positive guy, and incredible for long-term storage because he can reach the back of the high shelves. Extremely practical. You could be putting stuff on those like, so high like- shelves. You know the high shelf over the refrigerator that nobody uses because nobody can reach anything. I bet you he uses that shelf. Sure. And this is the perfect time for that because everybody's buying extra stuff. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's a quarantine. You got to be loaded up on stuff. You got to be loaded up on like tons of extra food and preservatives and you know meat that you put in the freezer and all that stuff. So like he can he can he can uh, help you. So like you don't have to like you don't have to be leaving that extra canned tuna out on the counter. You can put it up over the over the fridge. I, I think that's a totally reasonable point but by the way like as a, a, a to, to, to go back to sort of some of this so like today i was writing a um i was finishing up a redskin story and like i'm finishing it but it was like finishing it like early afternoon when some of this news has started to come out and i was like wow this is like such like you know the story itself was interesting in terms of like things happening with this team heading into free agency in the draft but you know it just felt so small and now tomorrow i have to write some other story about the roster and i'm just like man like i gotta like 
I, I, I feel like I, I feel like compelled to like figure out something more, more compelling to write about. Cause uh, you know, all the things that like two days ago, you know, or, you know, the Redskins going to, you know, bring in a big time quarterback to compete with Dwayne Haskins. What are they going to do with the second overall pick? These are things I was really, really, really intently focused on. And now it's like, Oh man, uh, <laughs> the world is overtaken. Uh, it's important, but it's definitely not. Uh, you know, it's a different level of importance, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. It's, I think it's one of the. You know, uh, w- w- it'll be interesting to see just in what, what what people in our place do with the athletic, but also just other other outlets as well. W- what people come up with because it, this is going to lead to a lot of new new angles new stories i mean sort of what you were talking about with quarantining with a player but more you know uh, whatever it may be it's going to be interesting to see what what comes out of this what are the stories that are told over however long all this goes on for both in terms of the nba suspension and just you know the uncertainty overall and uh, you know how we all how we all deal with it it's going to be a pretty interesting uh interesting time from that perspective oh there's going to be a lot coming and uh, I didn't write anything tonight because DA already wrote. And quite honestly, stuff was changing so much that it was hard to put out something that would actually preserve itself. Uh, and so I just kind of figured I was sitting there at one thirty, and I felt like I had to do something. And I was like, let's do a pod. And I texted you. Now we're on this thing. But uh, did you uh, <laughs> did you break down the Jordan Bell signing? <laughs> I did not. But there's going to be more to come. Yeah, that's true. Jordan Bell. I went to the go-go and is not going to play a game because the (laughs) Jordan Bell will never in all likelihood, Jordan Bell will never play for the go-go. My guess is even if they, if they bring back the NBA, they shouldn't bring back the G league. Like the G league is they fly commercial. Nah, you don't need that. Just, just get that out of the way. Like I saw, this is obviously not the, Obviously, this isn't the same thing. I saw the the big three announced that because they're playing. They typically they'll they'll have you know they'll go from city to city, like four or five, six different cities, and over the course of a year to play games, and then they'll have a finals somewhere. But they said they were going to basically just move everything to Los Angeles and do the I think the whole season there. And I think that's like to the point of what you're saying with the with the G League. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, with anything else is you know con, con, confining everything to smaller spaces like i actually kind of like the ncaa tournament like like so, so many of these things like are they going to suspend or are they going to uh you know uh you know is it going to be rescheduled or is it just going to be canceled and um you know uh the idea of sort of uh, shifting to different to, to venues where things can be a little more contained and, and and not have as many people exposed maybe something that you know i, I wonder happens down the line uh, obviously i'm skipping you know 80 87 steps ahead but um yeah i mean um uh, it's uh you know that, that, that may be something else to to consider i'm sure i'm sure somebody in our in our group will will, will write on this but like what what actually could happen here with uh you know with the nba going forward it's so much uncertainty yeah a couple takeaways you you touched on it already when you mentioned mark cuban's comments about wanting to help people who are non-basketball staffers in the arena, concessions people and ushers and security guards and all that stuff. And a lot of those people are salaried. Like a lot of those are are not salaried, I should say. A lot of those people are paid hourly. And they're just going to lose their income. And people in those jobs, a lot of those people, they need that income. I hope Mark Cuban follows through in the way that we all 
hope that he will after uh, after he made those comments. And I hope the other 29 owners follow suit. I really do. That would be a really good thing. I don't know if they will. I I hope I hope they do. That would that would be a good thing for the league. It didn't happen during the lockout, but these are different circumstances than the lockout, and that was also a long time ago. So so we'll see. But I hope that happens. I also think it's worth mentioning that um, it is amazing, isn't it? That everyone who tests positive in this country for coronavirus, 10% of them are people you've heard of, right? No response. Are you Wait, everybody, I, say, it again. Wait, say that I, again? I started off with that. I turned it into a Yogi Bearism accidentally. 10% of the people who test oh. positive for <laughs> coronavirus, Tom Hanks and Rudy Gobert and, uh, and, and just, just the list is, is starting to go on. It's people you hear of. And I just think it's amazing that it's extremely difficult. That was that was intended to be a sarcastic comment, by the way. Uh, it's just amazing <laughs> that, it's, that it's extremely difficult. And obviously it varies depending on the state. But it's extremely difficult to get a test when you're not showing symptoms. And yet, um, you know, an NBA team is getting them on a whim. I, I really, really hope we as a country get to a place where people can be tested for something that is, you know, that is a pandemic now. That's all. Just wanted to say that. Well, and the fact that Tom Hanks was in another country uh, where, where he got tested, where, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about Australia's situation, but, you know, presumably, uh, you know, regardless of his celebrity, presumably it was, you know, something that was ready, you know, available. I mean, part of this whole situation as we're following it on Twitter is seeing the people, you know, even people in our general D.C. area who have gone to get tested and, and they just go on these long Twitter threads about the struggles they've had to get tested, even if they can finally get tested, you know, the, 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 the chaos with like, you know, finding out results or, and, and, and the whole process and, and, and all that. And yeah, I mean, it's hopefully we can get to a point where, where that becomes streamlined. Uh, you know, it's uh, that is definitely part of the, um, you know, part of the the, the uncertainty, the, the the somewhat the hysteria that that's going on, um, because it's just you know, it, it's not it's not good enough to be. It, it's one thing for us to as people to be like, wow, we've never experienced this before. It's not good enough for the government to not be completely ready for this, as it appears might have been the case. But uh, hopefully. Everybody will uh, figure something out here sooner than later. And, uh, you know, the testing goes a long way towards figuring out the problem. And, um, you know, hopefully they can get that going. Anything else before we wrap this thing up? No, man. I, uh, you know, definitely have nothing to say about the actual uh, Washington Wizards other than I guess we'll just have to see what happens um, with them. Like you mentioned, they played Gobert not long ago. They played the Knicks, so on and so on. So hopefully – no, no, no news uh, on the coronavirus front out of them, but we'll obviously be watching to see, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what transpires from there as, as well as, uh, you know, the whole league and, you know, people we know. I mean, you know, the, the one thing about the Tom Hanks and Rudy Gobert thing is that most of the people that have been uh, the, the, the test positives, you know, the, the, the government officials are keeping their names uh, private, obviously, you know, their family and others know, but like, you know, we don't, you know, they're not putting their names out there on front street and, 
now we have names to this and uh you know there'll be more uh hopefully not people you care for and love but you know it's gonna seemingly touch all communities at some point here yeah and hopefully people who are young and healthy if it's gonna happen although i have to say I, i i would take coronavirus if it meant that tom hanks didn't have to dude's a legend does tom hanks have the highest approval rating of any person in this country uh, I, this is a good, this is a good podcast topic. I have thought about people who have a hundred percent approval rating. I think Dolly Parton would give him a good run. I, mean, I don't, I, I don't I think know if Dolly Parton would because I think I I don't think there are many people who dislike Dolly Parton, but I think there are more movies fans than there are country fans. Well, I mean, in, in sheer numbers, maybe, but, you know, she's been around a long time. I think Betty White's another one. Betty White's a very good one. That's a very good one. Betty White has a 100% approval rating for sure. And even though she doesn't work for The Athletic, I feel like Mina Kimes, like, does anybody dislike her? Boy, she's, like, moving way up the list. Mina Kimes is great. She is fantastic. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like even if you want to sort of maybe like poke a hole, I don't know where to go. No, so, she's fantastic. Yeah, like she's she's like hilarious. She's, up she's so funny. She's great, but, I, but she's not Tom Hanks. That's a very, very, very different no. stratosphere. I'm trying to think, is there another actor in the Tom Hanks level? I mean, like Clooney's um, not there. Brad Pitt's not there. Jamie Foxx isn't there. Denzel Washington? Maybe. I think some of it has to do with oh, the yeah, fact I mean, that, like, Denzel is an amazing actor. I'm totally fine with you arguing Denzel's a better actor than Tom Hanks, but I think part of it is the types of characters that Tom Hanks plays. Right, right. You know, he enriched himself into people's hearts in so many different characters. And I feel like that's part of it. When yeah. when when Denzel um, often plays a more a more intense character. He'll often play a strict person. You know, and sure. that, that's not. Uh, uh, I just thought about the. Uh, I was thinking about some other athletes, and I was thinking about the Super Bowl based on the recent halftime show. I think Shakira has got to be like a hundred percent approval rating now. <laughs> no, not not amongst people who are trying to shield the halftime show from their children. Maybe well, maybe I, I, maybe a hundred percent from uh, from men fifteen to forty nine. <laughs> maybe that. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe that. Um, but yeah, this is a good. This is a good off-season podcast. I, which, which I would have said is something we can do in July. It may be happening any minute, but uh, I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um. So I said last time I podcasted that I would be back, and I guess I said Sunday after the Thunder game. Obviously, I won't be back after the Thunder game. I literally have, until this very moment, have not thought about what I would do for Wizards After Dark as a plan. I'm obviously going to continue podcasting. There will be a lot more news that will come out probably on Thursday. There's a good chance that whatever the hell we're talking about now, like there are certain things that might be outdated by the time this podcast goes up. Uh, So I don't know what I'm going to do about my next episode, but stay tuned. If you subscribe, it'll just pop up on whatever you use, whatever app you use to to get your podcast. So if you just subscribe to Wizards After Dark, 
on wherever you listen to podcasts. You can give us five stars on iTunes while you're at it. You can leave a review. As I always say, the reviews are awesome. And by the way, if you want to read The Athletic, you don't need to subscribe, like like Ben said earlier. You don't need to subscribe in order to read any coronavirus coverage. We, we believe that's in the public interest and it's too important to put behind the paywall. Uh, and so that is in front of the paywall. Everything on coronavirus is free. You can read for free and you can always check that out. Uh, if you want to read more than that stuff, because I think I'm still going to release some wizard stories. I don't know if I'm going to do basketball analysis because it just feels like it doesn't matter. Not even from like, a, this is so serious, it doesn't matter kind of way. But it's just like, if they don't play again, does anybody really care about the basketball analysis type of stuff? But I don't know. I'll brainstorm some stuff. Maybe some more basketball-y types of things will be good. But I, I have some features that I've had in the works. And, like, I knew they were going to be doing away with the media coverage as we know it. And so I started, like, harvesting for the harsh winter and, and building up some stuff with some evergreen. So I'll, I'll have features coming out for a while. And we'll be covering this. And we'll be covering other things. So I, I'm still going to be writing. I'm still going to come, come coming back and doing podcasting. If you want those stories that aren't coronavirus-related and you want anything else, you want to sign up for baseball coverage, NFL, NHL, whatever else, you can get 40% off on an annual subscription if you go to theathletic.com slash wizards after dark. Again, that's theathletic.com slash wizards after dark for 40% off on an annual subscription. That comes out to about $36 a year. So I, I think it's a great deal. You get to read all of Ben's stuff. You get to read about how good the Washington football team is. And like Ben knows, that's a that's a hell of a franchise, right? Award winning. <laughs> that not not a hundred percent approval rating. <laughs> I don't know. I stopped following football five years ago. I, I I know who Dwayne Haskins is. Is Lavar Arrington still around? I assume no. Wow. Yeah, no, I th- I think he played a day. De- I think he last played ten years ago or something. But other than that, you're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, yeah. I know Santana Moss is. A- Adrian 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 Peterson's on the Redskins. Oh, I actually knew that. I knew Adrian Peterson was on the Redskins. I I stopped following football. I was such a diehard football fan, and then it just totally fell off. Probably because. Well, in fairness, you were a Jets. You're a Jets fan, right? I'm still I mean, a Jets you know, fan. I, if we're gonna make fun of the. Yeah. I'm saying if we're going to make fun of the Redskins, the Jets have not been exact. At least the Redskins have won a Super Bowl in uh, my lifetime. Won three. Oh my God! Yeah. No, I mean the Jets are a joke. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I, part of my not stopping following football is just the fact that the Jets are really bad every single year, and it's like I'll check, and I'm like, okay, there's nothing to get back into. But for twenty something years of my life. It was, I watched 16 Jets games every year. And then, you know, the occasional, like, Chad Pennington playoff game. Or, I guess, Mark Sanchez playoff game, too. And then I just kind of stopped after they became too incompetent to follow and the sports started to bore me. But now I can now I can reference LeVar Arrington on a Wizards podcast 45 minutes in. All right. That's it. We're going to finish up. I'll be back whenever the heck I'm back. It won't be too long. Um, ben, thanks for the impromptu pod, man. Uh, you caught me in my wheelhouse, one thirty in the morning. That's when I'm really good. <laughs> All right, this, this, one, uh, this one's in the wraps. I'll talk to you guys soon.